This is the ODG Apparel Podcast. Wait, uh, I'm not understanding. Why does an apparel company have a podcast, though? Because they're that awesome. What is up, guys? Dave with ODG Apparel. We are coming at you with another long-form conversational-style podcast. On the podcast today, we have Michael, who runs the Honest Youth Pastor Instagram. Uh, they post funny Christian memes, but honestly, more importantly, Michael's a super solid dude, and he's constantly posting stuff that makes you think and pushes you towards bigger questions of, man, who is Jesus really? Um, what is he about? What is he like? What is he not like? And so it's a lot of fun interviewing him and seeing that he is way more than just a funny guy, um, but he really does want you and himself and all of us to be pushed towards Jesus. So we hope you enjoy the podcast. Just a little side note, you'll hear me refer to it as episode seven. It's technically episode 11, uh, but this is episode seven of our long form conversational podcast. So don't get thrown off by that. Enjoy it. All right, guys, welcome to episode number seven. We have Michael who runs the uh, Honest Youth Pastor Instagram, the the one of the funniest. I can't say the funniest because that would be rude to my other homies, but it seriously is one of my favorite Instagram meme accounts. And quite frankly, one of the things that is the coolest for me is just you preach the gospel through it. So it's not just memes. But anyway, we got Michael from Honest Youth Pastor. Uh, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having me on. I like like this is pretty cool to be able to come on and just talk. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 kind of crazy to think how we're able to connect. Like, I've never met you before in real life, but I feel like I know you because I follow you on Instagram and you do like a ton of like face to camera and live stuff, which is pretty cool. Um, so why don't you introduce yourself, kind of tell us how you became at Honest Youth Pastor on Instagram and kind of what you do and what you're about. So introduce yourself so that people can kind of learn about you. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, well, my name is Michael. Um, probably, I think it's been five or six years ago now, I started Honest Youth Pastor on Instagram and it came from uh, a kind of a weird spot. So I had just uh, left this church, I had been the youth pastor, and I needed a place to vent online because uh, basically me and the pastor of this church had some uh, differences as far as uh, how ministry should be done, a couple theological things, not huge, but it was really just the methodology and stuff. And um, so we kind of parted ways and I needed a place to vent online uh, or anonymous, anonymously, really, not necessarily online. I just needed a place to vent uh, anonymously and uh, Instagram provided the place for that. Um, I couldn't do it on Facebook because pretty much everybody I knew on Facebook uh, also either knew about the church or uh, they knew people that went there. So I didn't want to cause any problems. I just needed a place to get it out uh, and uh, be able to tell somebody something without anybody, you know, having to get hurt over it. So um, Instagram, I don't know why I came to Instagram, honestly. I just know that it was there. So I just started posting pictures. And what ended up happening was uh, people in similar situations, apparently, um, started liking it and had, you know, had been through similar things and it was just a, apparently a therapeutic thing for them as well. So that's how it happened. Uh, that's how I got on Instagram. Now, as far as how it started growing, um, my wife had introduced me to some memes through Reddit, which I didn't even know what a meme was. <laughs> and uh, she had shown me that and I just thought they were hilarious. And I was like, you know something, uh, I, I'm already kind of doing this. So, I mean, why not just 
you know, turn what I'm doing, which is just, I mean, it was pictures with words on top of it that were venting and not necessarily for humor. And I thought I could, I could make these situations funny. Why not laugh about it? Um, so that's what I ended up doing. And a couple of them took off and, uh, got some more people. And then I got a couple shares from some people, some reposts and that took off. And now we are where we are. So and now you are where you are. The beginning so story. Is this your full time thing? Is this kind of like? I mean, I never, I never really know with people when they're like got a bunch of followers. I mean, you're you're, you're clocking like sixty five thousand followers on Instagram. So is this like a full time thing? I know you sell some stuff and you sell some different like premarital guides and some even some hats and whatnot. But is this like a a job to you or is just for the fun of it? How does it work? Um, this is really for the fun of it. Uh, I, that would be the weirdest thing in the world for me if Instagram was my full time <laughs> job. I don't know what I would do. Um, but no, no, I have a, a 40, 50 hour work week outside of Instagram, uh, that I just do, uh, you know, to actually pay the bills because Instagram definitely does it. Uh, the store stuff that is really, um, that's for fun. And a couple of the things that I have in the store, like the premarital guide that you mentioned, I've got a couple other things that are, they're just, they're honestly resources. Cause what I found was through this, like it's a ministry all of unto itself. Uh, I mean, there's people that DM you all the time. Uh, and I know I've talked to other Christian meme pages too that get like, I mean, we, we make funny memes, but people also DM us some pretty serious stuff. So I found that like the more that this happened, I was like, you know, this could be a real just outlet to be able to provide people with some ministry resources. So the store is obviously that's like an extension of the memes and the humor because I got some stuff in there that's just, I mean, it's just funny for fun stuff. Um, and then there's some obviously ministry resources in there too. Um, but as far as, you know, having that store, it's really just for fun to, to see, um, just provide that uh, resources for people. And then all the kind of the funny stuff that's in there too, is just, you know, people that share my sense of humor. So uh, were you, can, were can you always sort of like, and this is probably a weird question, but like, like, are you a funny guy or you just happen to be, a, you happen to play a funny guy online? Does that make sense? Um, well, um, my wife would say I'm funny some of the time. I think I'm hilarious all of the time. <laughs> but, but there's often times where she'll see a meme and she's like, that's not funny at all. You should try and it. And you're again. like, I'm like, I okay, swear I it's funny. No, it's hilarious. Um, but no, so I mean, I, I, I like to see myself like as like sort of balanced, right? So, and I try to provide that through the memes. So like there's some stuff that I just, I'm like, this is hilarious. So like I posted a, a meme today about uh, Chick-fil-A, McDonald's trying to like uh, make a Chick-fil-A sandwich and take over that market. And, and I mean, that was just all for fun. Uh, but there's also some serious stuff I've tried to put on too, to, like you said before, to try to kind of preach the gospel through the memes. Um, because I think a lot of the times, I mean, people come to our pages, the meme pages and like, and some people are funny all the time and they don't really try to bring seriousness into it. And that's cool. That's their gig. Uh, but like, it's, I think it's a ministry in itself that we kind of have to have that balance. So I try to bring my personality into it to, to go back to your question. No, that, like, and that's so cool. I'm not funny all the time, but just trying to bring it into where like, I, th I think I'm funny. So I try to provide, you know, portray that. So I'll see something funny and make that meme. But there's also times where like, I really want to have like this deep discussion about something that I find like super important. So I try to bring that balance and I hope that comes through. So what's something memes, that, so. what's something that's on your radar recently that's like something you want to bring to the forefront anything that kind of pops off that you're like man i just feel like i have to use my platform to say fill in the blank or is there nothing right now well lots of times um i try to like bring so like if i like theologically if I see somebody is it something specific that's yeah. like jumping off to you that you're like 
like we've talked before like off air about like certain theologies and different things like that which we don't have to get into right this second if you don't want to but i know that you've gotten kind of uh kind of some run into some issues with being kind of too specific and too like hey these pastors are people you should be careful of and you should think about yeah. and so you know what i'm saying like are those the things that you're talking about when you're saying yeah. like, hey these are things that are important i really want to talk about yeah those are definitely things that are important so and that's why i bring them up so the meme that i posted uh was a week and a half ago uh that was about specifically it was about uh bethel church um, in particular, which I had honestly, the circles I run in, like I never heard of Bethel Church before. And uh, I got a couple comments about that because apparently I'm quote backwoods and go to churches that don't have anything but pianos. Quote if I've never heard of backwoods. Bethel. Like, <laughs> yeah, somebody left a comment on that memes like you must go to a church that doesn't like drums. And I'm like, I don't know where that assumption comes from. But anyway, so I had never heard of Bethel before. Like I had heard of like some songs, so some from Bethel music before, but I had never heard of Bethel. So I like uh, had heard some Bethel songs because our church worship band had played a couple and I thought, well, that sounds interesting. So I, anyway, long story short, I looked into it. I found it like all the way back to Bethel and I, you know, heard a couple of the sermons, if you want to call them that. And then I heard a couple of like, I just started looking into things a little bit and it was concerning to me for just a variety of different reasons. So I posted a meme about it and I thought it was a fairly balanced meme. I had made actually a couple versions of it to make sure I was. Well, as I think the most interesting. Possible. I think the most interesting thing about the meme that you're talking about, because I saw it, was, and I think you do this pretty regularly, but it kind of caught me when you were explaining it to me. Like, you like prepped everybody. You like put out a story, like an Instagram yeah. story, like, "Hey guys, I'm prepping you. This meme is gonna come out. Like, just everyone's head stay on your shoulders for a second. And it was like, obviously, that did not happen. Everyone's heads well, no, popped I, off. The reason I put, put that warning out, which is ridiculous to me that I have to put a warning out, or I, I feel like I need to, I guess now, but I had made a couple memes before. I had made one about Bethel before. I had made a couple about Stephen Furtick before, um, and like people lose their minds. <clears throat> and I thought, okay, I'm going to prep everybody this time, and I'm going to be like, hey, read the description. And I think I put more work into this description than I've ever put in any description I ever put on a photo because I don't think it's super necessary. The meme normally speaks for itself. And so I put like, it was like a four paragraph description on this meme about how, you know, hey, look, I'm just saying that I have a concern and that, you know, I listened to some of these sermons because I think a lot of times people assume that like when you make a meme about somebody, you like, you don't know anything about it. You just heard stuff. And look, I, I did do and through and described all this. And like people, like you said, people's heads still popped off. In fact, it got, I don't know, Instagram is so vague in its descriptions of why it does certain things, but apparently a couple people at least reported this thing. Uh, it got pulled down. I have no idea why it got pulled down because Instagram doesn't tell you that. And then I got like nothing. I couldn't post for a long time. Um, I couldn't, uh, I could comment and I could like things. That's all I could do. And I could post some to some stories, but I couldn't post. And then I, when I was able to post, I like, nobody saw my stuff. My engagement was in the toilet, which is fine. Like I'm not like, it's not a huge deal to me other than it was just super annoying because of why it happened. So, so, um, so anyway, yeah, the controversy there, but that's why I mean, all the way back to it. That's why. I like to try to do balanced stuff because I feel like people need to at least know that. And like, so, hey, let, this theology yeah, is Yeah, let's even jump into that because this is like really important to me. And, and, and as I grow and as we grow like with ODG, like it's really important to me that what we do honors Jesus. And so part of that is having hard conversations like this. And thankfully, there's yeah. there's there's 
there's the ability to do a podcast, right? Because a meme, yeah, you're right. Like four paragraphs, it's it's never going to get the point across like we want it to, right? So hopefully no. it's in conversations like this that we can be clear and kind of have a better conversation about it. So yeah. So when we think about Bill Johnson, you mentioned Bill Johnson, mm-hmm. Jesus Culture, and Bethel Church, which is a church out in Redding, California, right, that I feel like a lot of people hear about, know about, but might not know as much as you and I when we kind of have this conversation. So we give some clarity to like what this is. It's basically a church movement out mm-hmm. there that, you know, we see it in their music and it's it's all over. They're really blowing up. And so people really kind of camp there like, wow, they I love this pastor. I love this thing. But they do have a very specific uh, theology about things that they teach. And so what is it about those things as you kind of explain it and give clarity to people that are listening that kind of jumps out to you as like, man, this is something I want to be careful of and I want to kind of speak truth into this. What What is it that's kind of jumps out to you that you're like, hey, I want to speak truth to this? Yeah, well, I mean, the first thing off the bat, so when I started looking into it, uh, what concerned me the most was not necessarily even the music because, I mean, when I listened to a lot of the music, it wasn't necessarily uh, not biblical based. Like there's a lot of their stuff is as far as music goes. So I, that's what got me looking at them. Cause I thought, well, a lot of this music, I mean, not all of it, but a lot of it is very, you know, what seems to be right from the Bible. So when I started yeah. looking at them, um, I listened to a couple of Bill Johnson sermons and the weird thing, like for me, there's a huge difference between a sermon and a talk. Um, so like if you're going to preach, you're preaching from the word and you're going to go along with the word and draw out the context and you're going to exegete that and you're going to really draw out what the context was and then you're going to be able to apply the context to today. Um, and what I saw him him doing as long as well as a lot of other pastors that I listened to or I've heard is like he brings out a, the, the, like he, he, he says a text and then he'll bring something out of it that isn't I mean it. it I guess it lines up with what his theology is, but it's not necessarily what I can see from the text. And then on top of that, because that's, I mean, to me, that's an issue, but it's not like a a monumental problem, I suppose, but it's a problem. But on top of that, like there's a lot of other stuff that he talks about um, that he says he believes. I mean, like there's some stuff that like he had mentioned at one point in a, a couple of videos I saw with, uh, glory clouds in the air and then there were angel feathers and I mean those are extremes obviously that he talks about but those are things that he believes that he says you know these are evidences and he talks about manifestations all the time and, you know and there's just those things in particular that I saw him speaking of I don't see feel I, I don't see that from the text I don't see anything that says you know okay well these will be the things that you know are evident right so like everything he talks about with the glory cloud i don't see anything at all in the bible saying this is how god's going to show himself and all the time bill johnson will say you know if you invite god in you can't expect to you know to stay in your little box well my little box is the bible so if my little box doesn't you know show me what you're saying then i have a problem with that and i think he he does that often not only him i mean i've watched a lot of um spontaneous worship things that they call, I guess is what it's titled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Um, there was one in particular that I saw where I guess it was his wife, his daughter, I think is who it is, was leading worship and his wife got up and his daughter had just declared like um, the declaration over cancer, that there would be no cancer there. They needed to pray and that would happen. And his wife got up and said she had a, a vision that she had seen where she was standing uh, or she had saw, I guess it was her, 
some relatives of her standing on the edge of heaven looking down and both of those people had died of cancer and they were looking down to you know affirm this and i thought i don't see that anywhere else either like there's things that they're saying that do not line up with anything i see in the text and in some cases and this is i think the biggest thing don't point back to the glory of jesus i mean the bible is about jesus and about you know his glory and pointing everything back to him and i those things don't a healing and whatnot can do that and we see that in the text we actually see in the bible lots of times where jesus heals people to prove that he is who he is uh, and his disciples heal people to bring glory to god um but there's lots of things that they say and do that don't line up with anything we see in the word and that's what's concerning to me is that somebody will start for example with the music which like you said that's perfect i mean there's Every church I know of probably has it sings at some point a Bethel song, which again the yeah. songs it's, which is Je- for context is the Jesus Culture Band. If it's, yeah. is from that is from Bethel, so that just so people who are listening have context. But yeah, sorry, keep no, going. you're good. I mean, so they sing the songs, so we have congregations singing their songs, which again, the songs in, in themselves for the most part, uh, you know, are stay to the text. Um, so it's this easy entry to, well, hey, these people must be, you know, they're biblical. And then you just keep looking and then you get, you know, it's just this slow. I, the fear I have for people and I got called irrational and all sorts of other things in the DMs and in the comments. But uh, my fear is that you start there. It's something so simple uh, like music that everybody, you know, likes and agrees on. And then you slowly work your way up to the point now where you're listening to Bill Johnson and, you know, thinking that he has some sort of credibility in what he's saying. And again, not everything he says is necessarily bad. Um, but there's there's stuff mixed in there that is a little what I consider crazy and not biblical. That's where the danger is, I think, that you say, well, I'm going to listen to this. And it's not just him. It's not just him. But you listen to a pastor. I mean, this could be some pastor down the road at a church that's got you know, 200, 100 people. I mean, same thing applies that you start listening and say, well, he's got some good points, but he's got some bad stuff mixed in too. So now, you know, you can't, you can't give him credibility because he's not actually preaching the word and what he is saying that's good doesn't necessarily override all the bad theology he has. So, I mean, that, that's, that's the whole meme was, and that's why on the meme specifically, which no one can see because it's gone and I'm definitely not reposting the thing. Um, <laughs> that would be so, that would be so like, just brave of you. If you were like, you know what, everybody, I had a couple people, I had a couple people that were like, Hey, you should do it. And I'm just like, no, I, I was like, I, I, if I do it again, like I might not have this page, so I'm not doing it again. But in the meme, I, I specifically put on the plate, because for those that you've never saw it and don't even follow me, um, it was uh, the Wreck-It Ralph meme where Ralph is feeding cake to the bunny and the bunny's about to explode. And there are two characters on screen that look very concerned. So Ralph was Bethel, the big bunny was the church, and on the plate, there was good theology and bad theology. And Ralph was feeding the bunny at the particular time, bad theology. So I, I put good theology on there because I think, again, there, not everything he says is crazy and not everything they teach is wrong. But um, there's enough there that's bad that if you buy into it, then you're not you're going to you're going to go with all the crazy stuff and forget the good stuff. And that's what the gospel is. I mean, if you're not 
centered on that, that's when I would be concerned. And that's not just for Bethel Church. I just picked Bethel because after I started looking it's into a good it, example. Yeah. everybody knew Bethel. And I thought, you know, that's a good mm-hmm. general line. But apparently when I picked Bethel, I also picked the biggest bear in the room and that bear ate me. So that's that's what mm-hmm. happened. Yeah, no, it's clear. So it's funny, like my head is like all over the place because I'm like, man, I, I feel really strongly about a lot of what you're saying, but I'm also like trying to be mindful of like the whole point of this is trying yeah. to have a conversation, right? Like, man, I I agree with you 100%. And I at the same time, I'm thinking about the people listening going, man, for those of you listening, and it, so I just want to take this second, like for those of you listening who are like, I love Bill Johnson. Like I've gotten so much from him. I love Bethel. I love everything they do because usually that's how a lot of us are in Mm -hmm. the Christian world, right? Oh, I love this pastor. I love this. And we just like die on that camp is uh, the first thing I would encourage people listening is, Hey, we are not called to follow Bill Johnson. We're not called to follow Mm -hmm. Matt Chandler or Francis Chan or name, you know, Judah Smith or Stephen Furtick or name any famous whoever, we are called to follow Jesus. And so that's what unites us. And so we should be able to, and to your defense, Michael, like this is my encouragement to everyone listening. We should be able and willing and consistently questioning everyone that teaches us, right? Yeah. Even yeah. us, even you and I, as we discuss this, people should be going, well, hold on a second, guys. What does the word say? Hey, hold on a second, guys. What does the word say? And so that's what I. That's what I'm always encouraging people to do. So even if you are listening to this and you're like, I cannot believe these guys don't necessarily love everything that Bill Johnson says, man, just lean in because we. The hope is that all of us would get to a, a stronger understanding of the truth, whatever that is. Right? Let's say Bill Johnson's the greatest speaker and pastor ever that God has anointed better than everybody else. Then and we're and we're wrong. And <laughs> yeah. you know, Michael, your meme was totally off base, and you're totally wrong. Then by God's grace, hopefully we see that. But what's going to be the the judge yeah, of that? Correct. But the word, right? What let let's all sit together and go, hey, what does Jesus say about these things? Rather than kind of picking our camps and just freaking out, you know, in a in a comment section of an Instagram post, it's just so not what Jesus would want from us, regardless of what you know of yeah. who's right or does it make sense? Like that's the biggest thing. It's like I want people to lean in long enough to say, hey, what are these guys really saying? Because I agree with you. I think that. I've spent a lot of time kind of researching a lot of what happens at Bethel and Bill Johnson and, and a lot of it because I just I have a lot of people in my life who, who really enjoy it. And I have a lot of, like you said, the word I would use is concern, right? Just things that make me concerned based on the fact that, you know, very clearly they believe that good things, prosperity, benefit, blessings are guarantees mm-hmm. of faith. And there's just times in scripture where that's not right. Paul talks about the thorn in his side and he talks about, you know, I prayed three times and God didn't take it right. When she makes that declaration over cancer, I mean, God clearly says to Paul, I'm not taking this from you, right? Like this, whatever this thorn is, whatever this negative thing is, I'm not taking it, right? It's not because I don't love you. It's because I love you. It's because I'm gracious. It's because I'm a good God that I'm saying, no, this negative this quote unquote negative thing is something I'm using for my glory. It's something I'm using for your good. And so that's that's where my concern comes in when I, when I think about it. And that's why I, I enjoyed your your comment is, yeah, there's there's a lot of good things that are said, but there, we have to be careful not to think that, you know, or get so sucked into God blessing us that we miss the fact that 
sometimes the blessing from God is the hardship. Yeah. It is the sickness. You know, it's in that that God in his grace was teaching Paul, who had definitely more faith than I have, and yet God didn't yeah. take it away. Does that make sense? Like, that's 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 the stuff that makes me go, yeah, I think there's something well, here. The good thing, like, I mean, about, well, the good thing, I guess you could say from the meme is that there were people that kind of lost their heads, but there was so many good conversations that came from that. Like, I've had so many good DM conversations with people that are far more charismatic than I am. Um just walking through, seeing their side of it, right? And being like, okay, well, this is how you see this verse, but there's, I don't see, like, and just going exegetically back and forth, basically, is my point. And being like, I don't see that in the verse. Could you yeah. show me where that is? And seeing that, uh, I guess at the end of the day, that there's just some really bad um, theology out there that you're taking a verse and making it say something that it doesn't say. I mean, I'm, I'm, it's obvious. I'm not going to change some people's minds on that. But it was just really eye-opening to me. Um, just, you know, I said, hey, show me that verse that you think says this. And then somebody comes back, you know, and I'm like, and we had some really good discussions about it. I mean, nobody's mind was changed, but we had some good discussions. So, yeah. But that's a start. That's the hope of all of this is that that's where we, is that where we start? So as believers, we should be people who are constantly questioning, right? There's the passage in, in Acts where Paul's speaking to the Bereans and they're like questioning everything he says and like re-looking at the text and saying, oh, yep, that's what the text says. All right, keep going. Right. That's who we should all be. Right. No matter who the pastor is. Right. You kept saying, well, it's, it's not like a, it's not like Bethel's the only problem. No, you're saying, listen, Bethel's just the name I'm, I'm referring to now. But we should be constantly questioning every person that we're listening to saying, man, what does mm -hmm. the Bible say? Right. Not what does odg apparel say not what does honest youth pastor say what is this it just what does the gospel say what does jesus say in the word right not what am i yeah. hearing from god right like i saw a line the other day in someone's instagram bio that i thought was so cool where it's like um if you want to hear god speak read the bible if you want to hear god speak audibly read it out loud and it's like we can't <laughs> we can't miss that right I, I wonder if the times that we're like oh but i want god to speak to me he's like yo i i did Right? Like I spoke past tense, right? Like that God's not up there looking to find a new way to speak to us, that he speaks through the, the living word. And so, yeah, anyway, I just, that would be my hope is that we would encourage everybody listening, like go to the word. Yeah. What does the word Always say? Go you know, back. and question everything. I think about Martin Luther, right? When he's up against the Catholic church and he's standing up there in kind of the, the council and he says to them, listen, I will literally recant everything I've said. Anything that I had an issue with, I will recant. Just show me where I'm wrong. Just show me in the word. And he literally, something that we don't talk about a lot, is there were things he recanted. There were things that he looked at and was like, yeah, you're right. I, I, that That is not biblical. Or that is this, you know, like that's the thing that we should be. And so anyway, yeah. I, I think Having that, that humility to be like, oh, I was wrong. Exactly. That's who we should be. We should all have that humility of, man, I just want to know what's true. And so last little thing I'll say is there was a, a church I was really involved in uh, where I'm from here in Florida. And had you know had an issue theologically that i brought to the pastor and he responded by basically saying well then if you believe that you can leave the church and i was like wow okay like i mean it was okay. it literally went from zero to one thousand i went in there like super naive and just like hey i'm curious about this verse like it says this but you're saying this like how do we he's like well that's what we believe so if you got a problem with it you can leave and i was like wow uh okay and so like that was it like i left and then the, door, the next church I went to that I'm still a part of, I remember the first time meeting with the pastor, bringing up that conversation to him, being like, well, I can see what that other pastor is saying. 
And I, but here's, here's what I can promise you, Dave. I just want to know what Jesus said, right? Which I thought was such a different, you know what I'm saying? Like that position, he and I disagreed about a lot of things, but like, he was like, I just want to know what the Bible says. I just want to know what's actually true. Not what I want to be true. Not what I feel is true. I don't care about any of that stuff. What is actually the reality? What does the Bible say? And I yeah. immediately could accept everything. I was like, all right, you're my pastor. I'm, I'm in, I'm game. I'm on the team because even if we disagree, I know where you're coming from. I know what you're trying to do. I know what your heart is, right? Of man, I just want to know the truth. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. And that's, that's what I try to tell people all the time. Like, hey, look, if I say something during a sermon when I'm speaking that you disagree with, I mean, talk to me because maybe, you know, maybe I did misspoke. Maybe I didn't say, I mean, let's, let's sit down and open. And like you said, I mean, if you open it up and just, I mean, go through it um, and do that, you know, that work that needs to be done. I mean, you're going to, and that you're going to have to come back to what the word said. I mean, and somebody's, somebody's going to be right on it. So, yeah, no, it's true. So let's kind of pivot a little bit. We talked about pivoting. So you have this meme account, but you also are, are you in, are you in ministry still? Are you left ministry and now you're kind of in the normal workplace, not in vocational ministry? Yeah. So I'm not in vocational ministry. No, I just speak at different churches. I actually have a, a job, like I said before, 40, 50 hours a week outside of the church, just an everyday, everyday job. So. So how does, this is something I always love chatting about. How, how do you follow Jesus well in that job? Because I think it's really easy for people to go, man, if I were a pastor, then I'd really be able to live this whole Jesus thing. But yo, I got a full-time job. Like I have to wake up and feed my kids and go to work. Like it's hard. Mm-hmm. I can't worry about how do you go from someone who was living this, you know, full-time, I'm a pastor to, no, no, I'm in the workplace and I'm still following Jesus in the same way. How do you do that well? How would you encourage someone to do it well? How do you do it well? Well, what I'd say is one, um, so there's lots of time. I mean, one of the jobs I've had since, uh, you know, not being a youth pastor is I was in a manage- management position. And, and what I would always tell people was that, look, I mean, you need to give 110 no matter what your day looks like. So especially if you're a Christian, you got to go in there and give 110 no matter what, because you're the way you perform your task is probably more of a witness, like just your attitude and the way you do it and the the amount of effort you put into it is going to be more of a witness as far as to the people around you than you speaking. Because what, what, I, what I mean by that is that they're, they're going to look and say, you know, why do you, why do you try so hard? Why do you give it your best, even though you're not being recognized? Why do you, you know, want to make sure the finished thing is so good? Because that's, that's going to be the entrance. Now, I'm not saying you don't witness to people at work verbally, but what I'm saying is that you're going to earn a lot of respect by giving it your best, no matter what. And you're going to earn that respect so that when, you know, you are just chatting and people start asking you questions, you know, you have that, their ear on that. Um, so I'd say, I mean, one, just give it everything. I mean, you're, you're, you're not even working for that job so much as you're working for Jesus, right? So he's put you in a place and a position yeah, I mean, you're not an accident that you're there. I don't believe that. At least it's an accident that you're doing what you're doing. And yeah, it's not just coincidence yeah. that God's working a plan. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you're there even if whatever your job is, even if you think it's, you know, mundane. I mean, I can assure you it's not. I mean, what I do now, uh, I, most people would be just like, that's the same thing every day. That's pretty monotonous. Uh, but 
I mean, I interact with people on a daily basis, but the same people and they, you know, they can see how I do my job. They can see what effort I put into it and they can see that when I walk in there every day, I mean, look, I don't go to work every day thinking that it's going to be the best day in the world because there's some days that are really horrible. But when I end there, I'm going to try to give it my best uh, and 100%, not necessarily, you know, for my accolades or because, you know, there's some bonus down the road, but because, you know, I want to be a good representation of Jesus. So when I do, you know, have those conversations, they, they hold some weight. Um, but that that's the first thing. Second thing, uh, like you said before, some people think, well, I'm, you know, I'm not a pastor, so, you know, I'm not in that field. Like, there are so many good conversations, I think, that um, well, I know, at least from my experience, that happen just in the workplace that, you know, most pastors, your pastor, you know, might not ever have. He, your, your pastor may never have any contact with these people at all. Uh, but you have like this huge circle of people you interact with every day at your job. And I think it's like an obligation for us as Christians to, you know, God's entrusted you to be around those people. Um, and not only are, you know, you're supposed to do your job 100%, but those I mean, you're going to have to give an account, right? I'm going to have to give an account when I die. Uh, you know, those people were the people around me at that time that he put me in that place. Did I, was I a good steward of that? So I think that's a lot of times just an encouragement for people that aren't in ministry that maybe, maybe have this wrong perception that ministry is like varsity. But I mean, where, where, mm, that's such a good, line, where you're yeah. at. I mean, like I said, I think lots of times people think that, you know, it's just Monday through Friday. It's their mundane job. They're doing the same thing, seeing the same people. And, you know, a lot of people that I talk with are like, well, this is what I was thinking about doing the rest of my life. This wasn't my dream. Um, <laughs> there's lots of times that I, you know, ask people how they're doing. And this one guy had the best line. He goes, I'm living the dream, not my dream. It's somebody else's messed up dream, but I'm living it. And I'm just like, <laughs> You know, what I mean, it's like, look, I mean, you're, you're, you got to get up. You got to go to work every day. And if you think that it's just like this everyday drag and this wasn't what you planned. And yeah, you're going to have a crummy attitude and you're probably not going to witness to a lot of people. And you're going to wonder what God's doing in your life. And I think that if you were to step back a second and just look at it and be like, look, whatever this job is, even if it isn't what you thought you'd be doing now, like God knew that. God put you there and you are a steward of that. So he handed you whatever that was and said, you are a steward of these people and these resources. What are you doing with it? Um, so, I mean, that's, that's, really that's what I try. I mean, like I said, I don't work up every day on, you know, the sunny side of the bed, but I try to remember that, um, that, you know, you know, when I am having a bad day, lots of times, you know, I'll just get, you know, Holy Spirit will kick me in the face and be like, look, why are you being a dummy? You know, the, these are the resources I've given you use those. And, um, well, it just goes to show, it just goes to show you like the thing I keep thinking about as you're talking is it just goes to show you, I think sometimes when we talk about missions, um, in, in our pulpits and in like in the churches, we sometimes get people this feeling of like, man, I got to go. I got to mm-hmm. go. And it, which is true. I don't want, I'm not saying for one second that it isn't urgent, right? Like go, please. If you were listening to this podcast, like go be a missionary, like go live your life and waste it for the gospel. I'm not discouraging that. But what I am saying is I think when I was in college, I read a book by David Platt, Radical by David yeah. Platt. And if you haven't read it, please go read it. And you will feel like you read that book and you're like, let's do it. Like, I'm going to go be a missionary. I did mission work in the Philippines from for four months out of college and was in the slums, lived in the slums. So, and I'm going to I'm going to do this. I'm going to die here. And and there was a, a deadline on on it. So I thought, OK, I know I'm going to come back, but then I'm going to go back there and all these different things. And 
I always kind of like scoffed a little bit at the people who, you know, oh, I'm a mission at my a missionary at my job, and I'm like, you're not a missionary at your job, you're just, you just go, you know. But now that I lit, I did that for a long time. I worked for seven years um, running a business prior to ODG Apparel. Um, I, I just, I, I fell in love with, and I just started to see God's hand in the longevity of being committed to a group of people, yeah. right? I think prior to that, it was like, man, I'm going to go to be a missionary. Then I'm going to come back. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it. I got I to gotta preach the gospel, right? Like almost like I got to do it once. I got to say it. Then once I say it, I could check it off. I said it for that person. But you just see the longevity of like people that you just invest mm-hmm. in. Um, and that's something I'm always trying to communicate is like, man, be someone who shows up to your job every day. Like you said, there's going to be days where I'm sure you do no nothing that feels overtly spiritual, right? No, like correct, no spiritual yeah. conversation, no, you know? And it's like, but but your work ethic and your heart, right? Again, you're bringing you're bringing a transformed life into that job, and so even in your quote unquote bad days, the spirit is with you, and the spirit is doing something in you, and people are seeing that. That speaks. That shares the gospel. So I'm not one of those people who says, "Oh, you know," the line people use all the time is, "Oh, preach the gospel," and if you have to use words, it's like. I don't really love that yeah. quote because you actually do need to preach the gospel and use words, right? So that makes it sound like if you want to, you can. No, no, you need to use words. But there's something also beautiful about that consistent, I'm showing up and I'm caring for these people and I'm loving them while I preach the gospel yeah. to them, th- right? Like constantly over years. And I think that living it out part, like you said, that consistency, like even at like, so, you know, you, you interact with these people on a daily basis and you never have like whatever that opportunity might not come forward to, you know, have that conversation eventually i can guarantee you it will i mean i've uh, just as a, an example i um t- yes two days ago um have been interacting with this customer i have for probably it's been two months so not a huge long time but yesterday this customer and this other person that works there were talking about you know uh getting messed up which they were referring to drugs and they were like you know they, they just started a conversation of hey what have you done and it just was this really nice intro to well, let me tell you about, you know, Jesus, because this hasn't, you know, because of what he's changed in my life. Now, again, nobody, you know, spirit didn't fall from heaven. People got converted or nothing, but it was this intro to, so this conversation come up, I'm able to talk about Jesus now. So now there is this end that they know, okay, well, I do know this guy, he's a Jesus person now, right? So, and what I found in those conversations, you know, in previous conversations like that is that now Hopefully, I mean, I'm praying that God uses that, that little seed that was planted. So if something does come up later, that now we can have like a little bit deeper conversation than we did before. Um, because I've had those conversations before where I didn't think it really hit right or I thought they were kind of turned off by it. Uh, but those same people come back months later or even in some cases years later and be like, hey, I need prayer for this or that. Um, and so it's just this seed that I don't think, I think. And for whatever reason, you're the person they go to. You're like, they're like, that's the guy. Yeah. I know that if I need prayer for whatever reason, because I should you have that seed planted before. And like I yeah. said, I mean, and those, yeah. those can, and that's, that only happens through that consistent, like you were talking about that consistency in living in a way that, you know, you never had that conversation, that opportunity now, I believe, is opened up the Holy Spirit, you know, that that was an ordained time. And now you have that conversation, yeah. that seed is planted, and now you can speak the gospel into people's life. Even if they don't react then, uh, that seed was planted. I mean, they know now. 
So, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. that happens because you were, you went to your job every day. You, you know, you did have a good yeah. work ethic. And I think again, people, we, we miss those conversations so often that we're like, oh, well, we don't want to talk about that. And then you give yourself an out when God had a door wide open for you and, and, you know, to speak that in. So anyway, that it just as an example to that. No, that's, so. that's great. It's really, really good. That's good stuff. No, I, I, I think, yeah, doing your job well, being consistent. These are, these are what we're called to. We're called to be obedient. We're not necessarily called to convert people, right? We're not called to do like what we, it, we do the planting, you know, but God brings the, 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 the fruit or the vine or whatever it is, the verse says, you know, we just, we sow the seed and God brings life. And so, yeah, um, to kind of change direction a little bit, I think about the fact, you know, a, you are, you are a guy who has a meme account, so you probably yes. have <laughs> the best memes. So kind of what, what, what is your favorite meme? I, what I love about what you do is if you follow ODG Apparel at all, you know that I'm a huge fan. Well, we are a huge like office family. Like we love the office. And so oh, you yeah. are constantly putting out the office <laughs> memes that I'm like constantly ripping and using on ODG Apparel. So what are your favorite memes that you have um, that you've posted or, or the ones that have been the most popular? Um. Well, um, the one I got two. I'll go back like way, way back when I first started the account. There was one that that really helped like a lot of people like reshared it or whatever you call it on Instagram. And uh, it was this guy. I just found this weird clip art photo. It was this guy leaning up against something. It looked like he was hitting on this girl. And uh, I did like a whole series of pickup lines, Christian pickup lines. But the one that did really well was he was standing there and he goes, uh, he goes, I like my women like I like my. Uh, Oh gosh, what was it? Oh man, I can't remember. But the 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 line was that I like my uh, women saved. Basically, was the line, dude. I I can't believe I totally botched that. Anyway, it's really far back there if you want to look at it. But that one like, took. A I lot feel off. like you've told me it before. I, I'm like I want to help oh. you think it. I remember you saying this the other day. Oh, I like. Oh, it's here. It is. Here it is. I like my women like I like my Microsoft documents. Same. That's what it was. There you go. Oh man, I was totally went brain dead on that one. But anyway, that one did like super well. Um, and then the one recently that I did, because like you said, I post a lot of office. There was one point I got home from work one day, and my wife's like, "You need to let up on the office memes." Because it was like six out of the last twelve. Never let up on the office so. memes. The office. Can we just be real right now? The Office is the funniest show on TV. Can you do you agree with this? It's applicable to every situation. Yes. Like it doesn't matter what you there's there's me and my wife, little inside to our relationship here. Like we very rarely use text to text back and forth. We use like gifts and memes. Yes. So Office there's lots of times where I'm at gifts. work and <laughs> I'll get something and it'll just be almost always because she's a huge fan of the office, it'll it'll almost always be like a parks and rec or an office gif or meme about something of her day. So like we just, there was a whole time, it was probably about two days straight that we tried to keep up the longest streak of just not saying anything, not just, texting, just, it, but communicating. Okay, so here's a question. You're a professional memer, so you know the answer to this question because you went to school for memeing. Um, <laughs> is it gif or is it jif? I call it a gif. I, I, um, I, I go back and forth. I don't even know. I don't even know what I call it. I'm so confused. I know I've watched a couple of videos on it because there was one point where I, I like I, I don't know why I did. But I did <laughs> well, watch you a were. Couple, but it I, was I part of your studies. It was part of your studies. Yes, it was part of my studies at Meme Academy, which I doctorated <laughs> with. A, I graduated with a doctorate. Um, 
But the best one that I did, uh, the one, one of my favorites that related to me so much just from youth ministry was one I put on recently with Michael talking to Toby. Oh my like, gosh, it's my favorite, my favorite one. That you are. Yeah. And I was just like, you know something? I've had those before where I'm just like, hey, I'd like to do this. And he's like, no, no, you're not going to do that. Why, why are I'm you like, the okay. way that you are? Why that you are? Why do you kill everything that I try to think of? Um, um, but so that one did super, that was really, really Okay, good. I'm totally interrupting you, but now I'm stuck on The Office. The Office is better than Parks and Rec, right? Like, there's no debate on this. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, that's for sure. It, it, I feel like Parks and Rec tried to be The Office. Listen, and it's the great, only but thing, it's not The Office. The only thing that carried it was, like, Ron Swanson. Yes, that's it. exactly. Like, for me, I was just like, okay, well, that character's worth it. But the rest of it was just kind of like, you're just trying really hard to be something that you're yeah. not going to yeah. ever be. Parks and Rec? <laughs> my wife was like, we have to watch Parks and Rec. I'm like, that's fine. I'm like, it's funny. But the office is better. The office is just. Oh yeah. I I could watch it. I would venture to say that every night before bed, the office just plays in the background, right? Like I just no joke. Like I'm literally trying to fall asleep, and I'll just start to chuckle with my eyes closed as I listen. Uh, another another uh, how much the so when my daughter she's 11 now, but when she was three, uh, we would watch the office so much that uh, like we have a video of her where the intro song played. So she was crying. We started the intro. She stopped crying to watch the television. We turned the intro off and she starts bawling again. We turn the <laughs> intro on and she focuses and calms down. Like we played the office so much at our house that I, it affected. It became point, an emotional like, like, like blanket. For yeah, her. it soothed her. It just soothed her. <laughs> It was so strange. Oh my goodness but gracious! Anyway, that yeah, those were my favorites. Those are and anything. Like I said, I try not to do a ton of office, but like I'll just I'll watch a clip and I'm like, I can use that. So it just happens. That it just you can't help it. You try. Yeah. Um, I do try. Hey, Michael, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I, I really feel like we could keep talking for forever. <laughs> but what uh, I think so. Yeah. What What do you feel like you have to leave us with? Kind of tell people where they can find you kind of what you're doing these days, kind of on social media so where they can find you, but also anything that you kind of want to leave us with. Yeah. So um, obviously on Instagram, honest youth pastor, um, that's pretty much where I put everything. If you go anywhere else, it's just going to be me sharing it off of there. So you might as well just go to Instagram um, and find it there. And then like we mentioned before, I do have uh, honestyouthpastor.com uh, with some, like it's just ministry resources, a couple of those, and then just a bunch of uh just shirts and buttons and things of that nature that you can check out there um and that's like i said check it out if you want to if you don't just follow me on instagram and uh i'd say the last thing like the biggest thing so i heard a pastor say one time and i try to do this like all the time now but if like if i die today what's the one thing i'd want you to know and i mean so as you end this podcast the biggest thing is that like you know follow jesus i mean that that's that's the end of it so you know, anything you think, do, say, does it go back to the gospel and what the gospel says? Because if it doesn't, um, we need to realign our lives. So if I have a thought that doesn't line up, I need to get that thing in line with the gospel. And uh, really, it's it's all about that. Uh, and if that doesn't drive what we do and say, um, then we need to course correct. So yeah. that would be what I would leave you with. It's no, all about it. the gospel. I love it. And even not to like, totally take over your like little like exit monologue but i i think about <laughs> even memes right like we can have fun we can laugh you know what i'm saying like that idea of like mm -hmm. even that right even whatever even a t-shirt even a apparel company even a like just the idea of like christ is all 
right? And like he's infiltrating our lives that we live. And so, yeah, I just think that we can do all these things with our eyes set on Jesus and really enjoy him in the midst of it all. Correct. You know, instead of like, there's the spiritual side of life and then there's like this normal side of life, but like really like, no, Christ is all and he's a part of all. And yeah. So dude, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It really is a pleasure. I definitely will have you back on and we'll chat more about, we'll we'll talk about Stephen Furtick that time. So this will be like the Bill Johnson (laughs) Bethel podcast and then the next one will gotcha. be the Stephen furtick because i know you got ripped up about that meme as well so oh, yeah. dude anyway thank you so much for being on the podcast it was awesome let's chat again soon all right thanks for having me thank you guys so much for enjoying that podcast and for listening i feel like if you listened to the end you had to have enjoyed it so we're glad for that obviously and again and again and again please 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 go review it on itunes uh share it with friends uh keep listening it really means a lot to us shoot us a comment on facebook or twitter or send us a message on instagram whatever it is let us know that you love it it means a lot to us and most importantly go seek jesus this is not just about cool christian apparel listen we know and we think we have the coolest christian apparel out there but that is nothing compared to following jesus please 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 go follow jesus with everything he's worth it until the next podcast keep going guys